I'm Soren Snitker, and I'm an internist. My good colleague, Jeff Fink, is a nephrologist at the University of Maryland. He's an expert in the role drugs play in safety outcomes among chronic kidney disease patients. We're both co-investigators in a large multi-center study called the Chronic Renal Insufficiency Cohort, or CRIC. CKD patients have a high risk of cardiovascular disease and they often have significant baseline abnormalities in EKG. These abnormalities include prolonged electrocardiographic conduction. In fact, prolonged PR, QRS, and QT intervals have been associated with increased mortality in CKD. It also so happens that several drugs commonly used in CKD have the potential to prolong electrocardiographic conduction. Together with our co-authors and collaborators from Crick, Dr. Fink and I set out to identify potentially EKG QT prolonging drugs used by pre-dialysis CKD patients and to quantify the QT prolongation associated with these drugs. We used data from 3,252 participants in Crick. We included participant visits with at least one study EKG between 2003 and 2011 for a total of 16,451 visits. We used an authoritative list of potential acute prolonging medications that included drugs from a wide variety of therapeutic classes. While the list included some diuretics and proton pump inhibitors, we also included all those diuretics and proton pump inhibitors that were not on the list because CKD patients often take these types of drugs which may cause electrolyte shifts. More specifically, diuretics may have effects on potassium and calcium balance and proton pump inhibitors can cause magnesium depletion. These electrolyte shifts are thought to cause QT prolongation. In the interest of robustness, we limited our inquiry to drugs reported to be used in 100 or more visits. Medications from the list of QT prolonging drugs were taken at 76% of CRIC visits. Two or more of these drugs were taken simultaneously at 33% of visits. We'll refer to QT duration corrected for heart rate as QTC in the following. Mean QTC was at 414 milliseconds. A prolonged QTC was defined as 450 milliseconds or greater and was found in 4.6% of EKGs. QTC duration was inversely related to serum potassium and calcium measured at the same visit. Of 30 medications examined, 8 were associated with statistically significant QTC prolongation after we adjusted for comorbidities and serum potassium and calcium. Among these were three selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. They were fluoxetine, citalopram, and escitalopram. Other drugs associated with QTC prolongation included the antidepressant venlafaxine, the antiemetic hydroxyzine, and the antiarrhythmic amiodarone. Amiodarone was associated with the greatest QTC prolongation, which amounted to 10 milliseconds. Contrary to what one might expect, potassium-depleting diuretics were not associated with meaningful electrolyte changes. Most of the QT prolongation associated with the diuretics metolazone and furosemide remained after adjustment for potassium and calcium, which suggests that non-electrolyte mediated mechanisms may be at play. Proton pump inhibitors were not associated with QT prolongation. In conclusion, when we examined CKD patients participating in CRIC, we found that many were taking medications that appear on an authoritative list of QT prolonging medications. In addition, we found evidence for QT prolongation in eight of the most commonly used drugs on the list. At any given time, many of the patients took one or more of these eight drugs. This notable association of commonly used drugs with cardiac electroconduction delay 
illustrates a relatively ubiquitous iatrogenic influence on cardiac health in CKD. It is critical to CKD management to identify these underappreciated drug effects because of the potential to reduce cardiac risk by reversing them. This podcast is copyrighted by the American Society of Nephrology, all rights reserved. All content in this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be medical advice. This podcast should not be used in a medical emergency or for the diagnosis or treatment of any medical condition. Please consult your doctor or other qualified healthcare provider if you have any questions about any medical condition or before taking any drug, changing your diet, or commencing or discontinuing any course of treatment. Thank you for listening to this podcast of the American Society of Nephrology. Thank you.